Happy Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. But perhaps you've heard of people being put in cold storage. There's a religious group that literally placed a deceased loved one into cold storage. 80-year-old Gladys Rogers was packed in dry ice for six days and then placed into a freezer at Harrison, Arkansas, which is only about 25 miles from me. Four preachers failed to raise Grandma from the dead. They said, we've tried everything Jesus told us to do and don't know what went wrong. The final result was that they simply had to bury Grandma Rogers. This morning, I'd like to take you to some funerals that were, unlike Grandma Rogers, very unsuccessful. Some unpredictable things happened at these funerals that caused them to be broken up badly enough to put some morticians right out of business. A young and beautiful girl had died. She was only about 12. She contracted a horrible disease, and within a few days, she was dead. Her father ran for help while she was still alive, but when he returned, someone told him the terrible news. Your daughter is dead. He rushed into the room only to find out that the funeral had already started. The room was filled with mourners, friends, relatives, and some who were paid to cry at occasions like this. Jairus turned to the help he had brought in, and in despair, he cried out, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring you to a funeral. I wanted you to do something for my daughter while she was still alive. The man said, Jairus, your daughter is not dead. She's only sleeping. Then the Bible says, but they laughed at him. Then the man took the girl by the hand and said, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And she got up off her deathbed and started walking around. And that's Jesus Christ now finished and that's Jesus Christ. Now finish the sentence. The world's worst funeral director. He broke up every funeral he ever attended, and this was his first. Let's go to another funeral. This one's already in progress. It's for a young man who couldn't probably much be much more than 25. For some reason, he suddenly died, and here they are at the gates of the city taking him out to be buried. His mother is sobbing uncontrollably. So suddenly, someone stops the funeral procession. This man couldn't be a day over 30 himself. He stops the whole funeral procession like he knows what he's doing. He does this without even consulting Mayo Clinic. He takes pity on the mother, goes over to the coffin and says, Young man, I say to you, get up. And then the Bible says, The dead man sat up and began to talk to everyone around him. That's Jesus Christ. Now finish the sentence. The world's worst funeral director. He broke up every funeral he ever attended, and this was his second. Let's go to a third funeral. This one is already over. Lazarus died rather unexpectedly, and he was in the prime of life. He lived with his two sisters, Mary and Martha, and all three were very close friends with Jesus. When Jesus didn't show up for the funeral, they were disappointed. Well, here we are four days after the funeral. Everyone is quite upset, and even Jesus is crying. He is as sad over Lazarus' death as he is upset and sad over people's unbelief. We take a walk out to the gravesite. Jesus said, well, some of you men roll that stone away. Martha jumps in and said, Lord, you don't understand. Lazarus has been dead for four days now. His body is decaying and it smells already. And Jesus said, Lazarus, I want you to come out of that grave right now. And immediately this man walks out of that tomb dressed in grave clothes from head to foot. And Jesus says, untie him and let him go. That's Jesus Christ. Now finish the sentence. The world's worst funeral director. He broke up every funeral he ever attended, and this was his third. 
<clears throat> the next funeral. Not many people went to this one, in fact only two. The pallbearers, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, the deceased was Jesus of Nazareth. The two men secured the body from Pilate, taken it and wrapped it in white linen and spices, and placed it in a tomb that Joseph had prepared for himself. Two men in the corpse, not much of an attendance for the Son of God. After all, people were busy with their holiday activities, and what's another funeral of a fake who claims to be called King of the Jews? So they laid him in this tomb, rolled a large boulder in front of it. It was sealed just so no one could steal his body and say that he rose from the dead, and guards were placed in front just to make sure. Early Sunday morning, two women named Mary went to the grave site to see if they could anoint the body of Jesus to make it a more permanent anointing. But when they arrived, the large boulder in front of the grave had been rolled away. Inside the grave, there is an angel who proclaims, He's not here. He is risen, just as he said he would. And that's Jesus Christ. Now finish the sentence. The world's worst funeral director. He broke up every funeral he ever attended, and this was his fourth, his own. The resurrection of Jesus is mentioned 104 times in the New Testament. The apostles mention the resurrection every time they preach the sermon. This news is good news because if Jesus could spoil the funeral of a young girl, a young man, another man in the prime of his life, and then break up his own funeral, there are going to be a lot more surprises coming. And that's what our text from 1 Corinthians 15 says. But Christ has indeed raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Friends, we have here a guarantee from God's own word that Jesus' resurrection precedes ours. For as a person lives and dies with Jesus, so he will rise with Jesus. No matter how deep they place your body in the ground, no matter if you have a $500 wooden casket or a $10,000 casket, no matter if you're sealed in a watertight container that will keep your suit or dress dry, no matter if you're in a reserved plot of ground or sprinkled over the Atlantic Ocean after cremation, Jesus is going to raise you from the dead. And guess what? Everyone is going to be raised from the dead. Believers first, and then unbelievers. Jesus himself teaches this truth in John 5.25. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Friends, you don't have to be a believer to be raised from the dead. Everyone who rejects Jesus will still be raised from the dead. Everyone who decided to try to get to heaven by their own good works and bypass Jesus is still going to be raised. But all those people are going to be stuck with their old sinful bodies, stuck with all their sins and stuck in hell forever, all because of their rejection of Jesus as their personal Savior. These people will be raised from the dead only to face eternal death in both body and soul in hell forever. But the resurrection of the dead for the Christian is an entirely different situation. The Christian's body will be raised from the grave to enjoy everlasting life in heaven. The Christian looks at his grave and says with St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Further, the Christian knows with Paul that physical death itself is his friend. In Philippians 1.23, Paul says, I am torn between the two that is living in this world or in the next world. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. 
He knew that when he died, he'd be with Christ. He knew that after a little while, his body would be raised and both body and soul would be with Jesus. And that truth possessed Paul's entire life, being with Jesus. Paul knew that Jesus was, now finish the sentence, the world's worst funeral director and would break up his funeral too. How about it, friends? Do you want proof for these things? I heard a man tell me that he had tried several times to get Jesus into his life, but nothing happened. He said, now I want proof. Well, the proof is not found in the things of man. It's not found in the things of this world. The proof is found in the Word of God. And when we believe the Word of God, it becomes real. God has provided a powerful person to work in our lives. His name is the Holy Spirit. This powerful person works through God's Word and causes a person to come to saving faith. If you have trouble believing anything I'm saying to you, stay with the Word of God, and the powerful Holy Spirit will bring you to the truth, and the truth will set you free. He will convince you of the truth, and you will know for sure, absolutely for sure, that because Jesus lives, you will live. Now, there is one more important funeral to attend. Yours. Jesus is for you. Now finish this sentence the world's worst funeral director, and he promises to ruin yours too. What a Savior. Lord Jesus, you suffered, died, and rose again from the dead to make us God's sons and daughters. As you ruined the funeral for Jairus' daughter, for the widow's son at Nain, for Lazarus, for your own funeral, we know you will ruin our funerals on the last day. For all our loved ones now with you in heaven, we thank you. Come soon and take us home. In your name, amen. Until next time, friends, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion. And have a most blessed Easter.